Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio on KIDO 107.5 FM, 580 AM, and KLIX in the Magic Valley with Tom Luna. And uh, we are going to close out the show with one of our favorite guests. She always is uh, amazing to talk to. She has a lot to say, and she's in the middle of some very important issues. And that we're talking about, of course, Representative Barbara Ehart. She's in District 33. She's a three-term legislator. She's on the Education Committee. She's on the Judicial Judicial and Rules Committee, and she's the chair of local government. Thank you for joining us on Keep Idaho Red Radio, Barbara Ehart. Oh, thank you, guys. That's so kind of you. I always enjoy coming on here. So thanks for having me. So let's let's kick it right off. Uh, there was a there was a Supreme Court decision last year, a very important one, which yes. was uh, Coach Kennedy versus Bremington, and the coach won. And I know that there's some legislation that's being uh, that's being put together, kind of in honor of his stand and honor of that decision by the Supreme Court. Tell us a little bit about the case, just to remind people what that was about, and then tell us what legislation or what you want to do kind of honoring Coach Kennedy. You know, um, first off, let me just say that from the time I can remember really, really appreciating politics and loving the Constitution, I have always been a proponent and thought it was the most important right, and that would be our First Amendment rights. So ironically, that's our freedom of speech and our freedom of religion. And so then you factor into this uh, particular piece of legislation, the fact that it revolves around Coach Kennedy, which is sports. Guys, I'm all in. And so uh, <laughs> on on June 27th of the past year, 2022, the Supreme Court ended what you dare say is one of the most egregious rulings that they had made back in 1970 oftentimes referred to as the lemon test, and that is they overturned the lemon versus Kurtzman ruling. And that is basically what stifled our First Amendment speech as far as free religion within um, public school. And so this is, you might be saying, okay, so we already had a ruling on that. Yes, we did. And it was First Liberty Institute that represented Coach Kennedy. And this this case uh, took about six years to, to occur and, and kind of play out. Uh, uh, which, by the way, Coach Kennedy gets his job back. He'll be returning for spring practice here right about now. So that's pretty exciting. But but uh, in, as I personally spoke with the First Liberty Institute, they, in speaking with me, they're like, you know, hey, yeah, we want to do this legislation for the states, too, because they felt that yeah, it's a great idea for states to have that belt so, and suspenders and, you know, and, and strengthen what we have at the state level, too. And remind people that Coach Kennedy was praying on his by himself in the middle of the field after a game and was basically rebuked and ultimately fired for simply exercising his free is his uh, constitutionally protected first amendment right to express his religious faith exactly and and he ended up being joined by those young men coach kennedy was a military man and he had made a promise that he had always give glory to um you know the lord and he didn't he didn't force those young men to join they wanted to they they wanted something higher more powerful in their life and and for that you're right he was rebuked and then eventually fired and so that's why this ruling is so important now let me just say for those who might not know because i know we want to cover a few things this ruling is not just the ability to pray before games are on the field. We've seen how important that is, right? Like Devar Hamilton, I, you know, I mean, you get hurt in in on the football field, and the only thing really saving your life really are those prayers. But uh, and certainly, people are going to say, "I get it," you know, good medical help, but prayers. So, yes. uh, with this, this will 
allow uh, in the middle of school, for example, if I'm a teacher and it's my planning hour and I've got another teacher to, we we can get together in school quietly in our classroom. I don't mean quietly as in, but we can get it, come in our classroom and we can take a few moments together and we can have prayer and we can pray together and we can pray out loud. And, and that is what this is allowing again. You Sounds like a good bill. This. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So that that's one that I'm running and that is, should be making its way uh, to the Senate floor here now. And uh, another one that I have that I know you guys have kind of asked about that's, that uh, Tom will really appreciate having been in the positions he's been in. And that is, it, to most people, it's going to probably sound silly, but I am, and it's a bill, uh, providing a def- definition for the word abstinence. It, we don't have a definition, and you're probably thinking, well, everybody knows what that is. You're right. We, we especially as parents and older generation, we know what abstinence means. That's abstinence from engaging in sexual activity. But in our school system, imagine this that we have programs, a lot of it federal programs that Idaho uses uh, to help in the teaching of, you know, we'll call it sex prevention, they have redefined what abstinence means, and so it's confusing. Our parents are, it's deceptive. To me, it's a parental rights bill, um, and, and we are not to deceive our parents. Our parents think, oh, we're, we're teaching abstinence. Yes, I don't want my kids to engage in, in premarital sex, but no, what it's teaching our kids is the abstinence from getting pregnant, which is really prevention, and the abstinence of getting STDs or HIV. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. We, we you know, we don't even, we're not even even able to have uh, a communication using the same language because we keep changing the language. So that's what I'm doing, providing a definition of abstinence, which essentially says that you don't engage in sexual activity until marriage, or at least until by that time, you know, we've got a K-12 program. So and and where is that bill out. in the process? Uh, that bill right now, I, it was just heard in Senate. Uh, education yesterday and passed off the floor party line um, imagine this our Democrat <laughs> colleagues didn't want it but it passed off the floor party line and is headed to the house uh, the Senate floor and hopefully it'll pass there and get signed into law well uh, representative Barbara yeah. Ehart is joining us here on keep Idaho red radio here in 580 KIDO 107.5 FM and uh, our sister station KLIX in the Magic Valley and uh, representative Ehart who would think um, that we would be here and uh, actually having to pass a piece of legislation that defined abstinence as um, reframing from sexual activity you know that's what abstinence is that we would have to do that and then let's talk about the other one who would have thought we would ever have to pass a bill that says that um, uh, men cannot go into a women's restroom while our you know or or or, um, boys cannot go into girls restrooms or girls uh, locker rooms and vice versa who would have thought that we'd have to run a bill like this but that's another bill that you're running is to assure that when our kids are in school that parents can have a comfort level that they're safe when our daughters go use the restroom boys are not going to follow them in there I am a co co sponsor on that. I would gladly have run it, but I heard that you know we had some other people working on it, and I was like, that was fine. I'd spend a lot of time also working on ESG, but that's exactly right, Tom. I am. It, it, I I'm to the point of 
it's almost like I, I can't play around anymore. This is the heart of the matter. Let's stop this insanity. No, you don't get to go into the girls' restroom because you identify as a girl, you know. And and we're not going to make, uh, you know, a hundred girls go use a single bathroom, you know, uh, teacher, you know, single bathroom teacher, you know, uh, restroom so, just be so one so one biological male can go the, into the girl's restroom. And then the bill the bill allows for accommodations to be made, right? Exactly. I mean, and, and it's Absolutely. and so there will be appropriate bathrooms for girls, boys, and those that um, identify themselves as um, uh, right. a sex uh, other whatever, than their birth yes. sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, let, exactly. Great. Let, let, let's switch and talk about ESG. I know that I know this is an interesting pivot, but it's an important issue. We've had, uh, we, we've had um, Treasure Ellsworth on to talk about ESG. We talked about mm-hmm. you. We talked with you about it last time you were on the show. But let's talk about where we're at with ESG and you know environment, um, social governance, and what that is, and how it 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 can impact our businesses and really our day to day lives. And what bills are what bills are before us? Yeah, right. That, that look hopeful. Well, you know, bottom line is I believe ultimately uh, all three will be successful. It's just that it may be just two of them this year. So this past year, as uh, no doubt we've talked about and you spoke with Treasurer Ellsworth, that is something for the time the session ended last year up until through this that um, myself – uh, Senator Scott Gross, Senator Doug Ricks, and Representative Sage Dixon, and the Treasurer and and her people. Have, we've been engaged in these conversations. We've been engaged. Uh, so one of them, you know, one of the pieces of legislation, House Bill 190, deals, excuse me, with the banks and credit unions. Another deals with contracts, and another deals with procurement. Um, the b- bottom line is. People are wondering because I oh so much mail saying what are we doing about this and the NRA is worried you know Farm Bureau I mean, I mean everybody's worried about protecting against ESG and yet we had to pick a couple bills that we thought we could move across the way because you guys without getting into great details about the bills we want to set the stage because a lot more is coming yeah there there are so many different areas in which we need to strengthen for example in speaking with the nra i mean the the only one they're really interested is uh 189 which has to do with contracts uh and that is one that we may end up having to hold you know until until next session but um uh they'll in the process between now and then they'll also be bringing legislation to help protect them because so many of our industries are at risk because of of this global push that everything is going to be gauged on something other than financial production and stability it's going to be based on on things that we can't even i mean can you imagine thinking that we're going to base things on this green energy and green stability the windmills being talked about when they're not even reliable you have to have baseload reliable energy to make those work and so i mean it's insanity and so representative what just uh remind folks what what we're talking about is when uh, lending institutions look at lending money they not yes. they would not only look at your financial strength and your credit history but they would look at how um, how environmentally friendly you or your business is what your social impact is and does it agree with them and and also what is the your governance look like how diverse is yes. your and and uh, and those would become factors into whether you would get 
get uh, a loan or not, not just the financial yep. stability of, of you or your company. So we got about a minute left here, and um, let, let, let's just wrap this up real quick. And, and um, you know, you've got some going home bills you, that, that need to get done, but when do you think the legislature is going to wrap this up and, um, uh, and, and right. be ready to sign you die? Well, I, yeah, with our new speaker, Mike Moyle, I certainly wouldn't put anything past the date that he said because he set on being done basically in a week, next next Friday. Uh, Saturday may be the latest. So, you know, for me, it's like I'm more interested in getting some of these key bills passed and done. But he's a speaker. I'm, I think he's done a great job. I'm incredibly supportive. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a there will be a lot of takeaways from this session, and it'll be fun to maybe touch back base with you when we're done. But yeah. I believe that, uh, you know, that's a lot's going to happen right here in the next week. I know you guys know that, but for everybody out there wondering, uh, and, and just know, even though we're not going to talk about it, uh, there are huge negotiations. People wonder, what about the property tax? And it is something that, um, you know, Chairman Monks and Senator Groh and others have been working on diligently, but that's not all these pieces of legislation. That committee is like one long, you work on yeah. it all session long all and right. so you're going to see some good stuff come out guys so thank all you right. thanks we'll, for having me you bet and we'll have you back after the session just to kind of recap the bills that you've talked about and, and the important things that are happening and uh, representative ehart thanks for being on keep idaho red folks thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next week here on keep God idaho bless. red